0: The Language of Deceit, Notes and Extracts, Passing Thought for Distilled Thinking, or Turning Insanity into Reality. Standardized tests will always equal standardized students. It's all backwards. Where is the focus on progress and enlightenment? In school, we learn things, then take the test. However, in everyday life, we take the test, then we learn things. Education should not be a preparation for life. Education should be life itself. Explain to me how this is possible. If we lock students away from the world on a daily basis. What we want is to see the child in pursuit of knowledge and understanding. And not understanding in pursuit of the child. If you run away from learning, then you run away from life. Memorization involves little contemplation. Will we ever return to the real foundation of education? Is it not better to fail with honor than to succeed by fraud. It was not until after the First World War that there came the hurried use of the new technique of psychological tests to add to the fact-filled exams, all of which could be quickly adjusted so as to put apparently disadvantaged folk absolutely beyond the possibility of civilization. To exploit us and control us, they measure us, so that we may know our limitations. It's just one more example of the further corruption of the scientific ways. We may be stopped even before we start. There's no way to build a multiple choice question that allows students to show what they can do with what they know. Anyone can confirm how little the grading that results from examinations corresponds to the final useful work of people in the real world, and that work is a lifetime of care, consideration, and deep personal understanding. In most countries, students are taking hundreds, if not thousands, of standardized tests each year in schools, colleges and universities, even now in the workplace. It's a great money-making scheme. It's also a great misdirection of time. Every hour spent on such exam preparation is an hour not spent helping students to become critical, creative and curious learners. Teaching to the test is the worst possible way of teaching. This is because it's a disciplinary technique, not a liberating one. When honest, most people find no benefit in scholastic testing at all. Ignorance quickly replaces real value. Testing improves education the same way that bombing promotes democracy. It levels everyone and everything and places a large hole in the middle of the playing field. Those born into less privileged social and economic circumstances are punished at least twice. First. When they start life already behind their more privileged peers and second when the testing games sorting labeling and screening of children begins too often hasty judgments about test scores result in superficial responses to deeper educational issues furthermore being forced to solve problems in isolation may lead to immediate impaired psychological development. If social engineers had to invent a virtually perfect inequality machine that was designed to perpetuate class and race divisions and that appeared to abide by all requisite ineffectual laws and regulations, those engineers could do no better than the present-day accountability systems already put to use in most schools. Education ceases to be learning when the classical three R's become read, remember and regurgitate. Thinking is the hardest work there is, which is the probable reason why so few seek to regularly engage in it. Knowledge is different from understanding. Teaching to achieve the best score is a practice likened to memorizing an eye chart. With enough drill and rote work, even a person with terrible vision can rattle off the letters in order. Of course, this doesn't mean that a person can truly see. One must learn by doing the thing, by searching for the thing, and often through finding nothing. For though you think you know it, you have no certainty until you try. Standard tests the majority of systems of education, even in the so-called alternative schools, can't measure so much of what is important. Initiative, creativity, imagination, conceptual thinking, curiosity, effort, irony, judgment, commitment, nuance, goodwill, ethical reflection, or, as elsewhere described, a host of other valuable dispositions and attributes. What they can measure and count are isolated skills, lonely habits, specific facts and functions of possibly the least interesting and least significant aspects of learning and of life. Standardization of our education systems, which includes testing, is extremely apt to stamp out individualism and defeat the very ends of education by grinding the product down rather than attempting to level up or elevate the individual. No single test score can ever be considered a definitive measure of a student's knowledge. Tests seem only to relate to tests. Furthermore, the amplification of any single irrelevant result has the potential to do far more danger than good. In fact, the very best schools may be doing the most harm because they are accomplishing what they are setting out to do. Sorting kids into categories and fitting them into boxes is no fit work for a teacher. Deep learning and real teaching is messy stuff. It doesn't fit into bubbles, schematic charts or Venn diagrams. A simple pencil and paper test is not going to capture what students know. Or can do, or truly think, or even may achieve. Teachers and students must always remain free. Free to inquire, free to study, and free to evaluate their own thoughts. Free to gain new maturity, and free to develop their own understanding. Otherwise, Our civilization will eventually stagnate and die, without ever really knowing why. The Language of Deceit. Notes and Extracts.